Welcome back. It's Dark Purple Podcast. It's Purple Fox here with another one on episode 4.0. No point three, no point two, point oh. First take, going live right now with my man Chuck. How are you, Chuck? I'm good. Isn't it crazy that this is our fourth episode already? The fourth. So I was actually doing a little bit of researching to see how to make the podcast better quality, make the podcast better. And they were saying that the seventh episode is the deciding factor on like on whether a podcast is going to continue or not. Do you think we'll make it, Chuck? We can we can talk that much. So, yeah, I, I guarantee we can make seven episodes. Oh, we could make a lot more than just seven episodes with the way we talk. Yeah, and... For all you people out there listening, we have some guests coming up, so we want to get people on the show. So I, I, I guarantee we reach seven plus. Yeah, very soon, very soon. So today, chat, we're going to be talking about, um, we're going to discuss a little bit about Apex Legends. So I'm kind of putting my foot in my mouth um, from my YouTube video and from the start of season, probably from past broadcasts, I've talked about Revenant. We were talking about Revenant, some reworks, um, my experience with Revenant recently. Uh, Chuck and I have been playing a lot of Apex. Um, then we're going to move into the new Call of Duty that is released, what, two days ago? And we're going to discuss everything in, in, that we know about that. And then at the end, uh, to bring it back to a little bit of outside the gaming world, but really real life things and something that kind of affects everyone. The coronavirus. Uh, I'd like to put some disclaimers out there. Get some real knowledgeable information out. I've seen some absolute shitty thoughts that have been floating around with the coronavirus. And um, I'm a person that I'm very... I like to base things off facts. And I, I'm sure Chuck's along the same lines. But I've been seeing a lot of things that are being spread around that are false or not... Of proper fact factuation and so it kind of just want to set a few things straight based off of what I know not that I know everything about it but just want to get that clear out there so we'll discuss that at the very end um so Chuck diamond huh so, apex and rank diamond yeah yeah what? I just got to diamond what real excited about that now now it's on the way to masters then hopefully predator but we'll see. That's only top 500 in the world. That's is it top? To is it top achieve. 500 in the world or per console? I, I think it's 500 in the world per console. Yeah. So like okay. The top 500 PlayStation players, top 500 Xbox players, top 500 PC players. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah. There's um. But I think it's per console. There's a guy that he was on the Good Game Report podcast, and I followed him and watched his follow his stream a little bit and watch him play because he's real good but he plays on ps4 and he is a predator on ps4 <laughs> yeah that's crazy which doesn't means you're probably like a a diamond on xbox yeah, because xbox. we've established that ps4 players on apex are trash <laughs> yes yes they are so proof from tipsy the man himself yeah even. He, he even bought a playstation this, it's a shame. this guy it's a shame it is it really is you think you know somebody. Yeah, you think you know somebody. But anyways, back to Apex and uh, Revenant and you putting your foot in your mouth. Oh, right. I'm sucking on my big toe right now. <laughs> He's your new main. You've been running him. Let's let's talk oh. about him. Let's hear it. Why, why'd you switch to him? I don't know why. I just switched in the one game I did good and the next game I did well. And then the third game I did good as well, back to back. And I was just like, okay, well, this is quite, quite alarming at this point. I've done well for three games where usually I get um, poo-pooed on for four games in a row usually. So yeah. kind of rare. <clears throat> and I've been playing like exponentially well. Now I changed a few settings in my controller. I fixed my uh, dead zones. I turned it to none. If anyone is out there running a controller, even if you have stick lag or stick drag i have pretty bad stick drag and if it's manageable highly highly recommend switching the dead zone off on apex to none you're able to have so much more control 
um and the finer movements of the joystick is like it's like it was night and day it really really was i changed it and my aim precision is was night and day and i have to say that that was maybe one of the big factors of like what i changed playing Re 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 revenant pardon me and so that might be a part of it but i'm learning how to play revenant i think properly was the big thing i said from day one that if you're able to play revenant properly you're gonna be good but if you can't play him properly he's useless basically and so what we can we'll move into here is a little bit is attributes to revenant that i'm realizing now but also things that need to be reworked and he needs to have a buff and my next uh, i'm gonna make my next youtube video coming out well not my next one the following one after warzone because i'm gonna do a complete uh cover of warzone as well on cod i'd like to continue digging that because i enjoyed that which we'll get into um, we'll talk all about it and the video is going to be about reworks of revenant and revenant's totem and using it properly is is so crucial i mean chuck you've seen it in a little bit of time um from a person that plays with revenant how useful is his totem do you think uh his current totem it, it, it's really uh situation dependent right now if you get put in the right place in the right time and you, you can use his totem with the right people it's it's unbeaten. It, it's something that you can't defend against because they push you once, they go back, heal, and then they just come right back at you. Another wave. Mm -hmm. So there's time and places mm -hmm. where it can be OP, but for the most part, I, I it's probably useful 20% of the time, in my opinion. I mean, people could boost that number once they get to know how to play him better. Mm -hmm. But right now, I don't think people use him well enough to say that his totem is good right now i think it needs a major buff so one thing that i have noticed as well with his totem is one thing that we don't do enough while we're all playing together that i did differently whenever i was playing to try to get to rank because again chuck out here he's cracked so he's in diamond and i was in gold so i had to get myself up the plat so we could play and i just did it the other day but one thing that i was doing that I did differently was so I was landing at f where our lava fissure, but I was also mm. landing in the cities. And one thing when he first came out, I don't remember if it was another YouTube video I watched, the trailer of like the actual part of me respawn trailer of his actual gameplay that they would they showed clips of him being played right. as, but it, it's in the city, and I was landing in the city, and that's where I think the totem is most beneficial is off the start i think with where it's at now off the start landing in the city you get your loot we land where we land and then while everyone's fighting we're able to basically move in third party take those risky risks and get in the middle of it and pick off of people people here and there and then move and you set your totem in a completely opposite building and we have control of that building so unless we get pushed which at that point we're third parting probably not going to get pushed unless someone comes into the city i was using that totem in that way almost every game and whether i was playing with randoms or not like i was playing with some i mean the randoms i had i actually got locked out i think i had some randoms that were actually pretty good they're well-rounded you know i wasn't making comms so i wasn't on my mic but i was pinging stuff they were pinging stuff but you know, being as like solo queuing in Apex is difficult because it is so difficult. But I think the ping system, if you're going to ping, like ping stuff as a solo queue and it'll give your team that chemistry right off the bat that, you know, you're trying to, you're, you're, you're about it, you know, you're with it. And so I was doing that along with setting the totem up, trying to work on these third parties, just getting the picks on people that already were engaged and that's what helped me the most like i went from gold three to the what was it plot three all in one night and it you know it took me like three hours but i was playing that's what i normally play in a night so like it wasn't anything special what i was doing i was just playing the game differently and using the character to what he was good at and so i mean that's kind of why when we were playing this a little bit ago chuck i was mentioning like let's land in the city let's just try it out because for instance when we were on that one building 
Like it, I could have went inside, dropped a totem, and we could have pushed one direction to try to see if we could get any quick kills. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense, but I'd rather practice that not in a ranked match when we're not all used to it. Oh, I, I agree so 100%. And happy to try that once we're in a pub match. I agree 100%. The pain of that. And, and, that and, you know, and I out. think the, the idea but of until like... Until then, the city is just not my thing. Yeah. And I think what you were mentioning about when we were playing with uh with Greg being lifeline, that's a good idea to set the lifeline up when we as soon as we come back. Um, to have it ready to heal us whenever we, you know, come through the totem. Right. And so the big thing that really so so with his death totem that really sets it back in my opinion. Now I we were talking like we were saying we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Chuck and I, and the totem has some issues. And there's many things that could be reworked with this and take a different approaches. And I guess it depends on which way respawn would it approach this problem. But it definitely is something that needs to be addressed. Um his totem has a range. In my opinion, the best way that they could do this is removing the range on his totem you can only go it's like 60 or 70 or 80 meters away from the totem and then you're not in you're not you're not in the uh shadow form anymore so that you can't go back to the totem at that point i think that is such a limitation that it basically it it, it unless you're in a city there's no point to using it in in for for most situations because it, it's so hard to tell how far away from you are for people and then if you're going to push after people then the totems really, you, it's hard to judge how far that is and how, where, where to use it because you want it to be kind of secluded. You don't want it to be right in the middle of the battle because then you're right in the middle of the battle again once you, you know, get your hit points taken off. And, you know, we were talking, we were saying, I was watching a video and they were talking about, you know, his death totem. And one one of the things is, is it's almost a debuff to use it when you're pushing, which is kind of the point of it, is to be able to make that push take that extra risk within a game mid game even or be at the begin or end game even and use the death totem but if you got all three of your squad members and you're going to go a 3v2 fight all your squad members got purple shield that means you got a combined group health of 60 600 hit points as soon as they you all three hit that death totem you automatically has 300 hit points because it doesn't take you, you get when you get shot it doesn't take your shield and that's cutting your health in half and when a 300 health on a 3v2 that's a really manageable fight for those two people is what i'm thinking and it's just very difficult to know when to use his totem i think again i think that this respawn has the right idea i think that Revenant can be a very, very useful legend. I think it could be a very useful legend in ranked. I think his metas need to be worked out. And I think he needs to have certain things buffed so it allows him to be what he should be as a legend. So I kind of went on a rant there, Chuck. What's your good. thoughts? And I, I totally agree. I think you should... If you're going to keep the time aspect to the totem once you're in his death state or whatever you want to call it, if there is a timer, I don't think there should be a range. So yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. You should be able to push as far as you can within that time that you have instead of being limited. Because so many times when I tried playing him at first, I'd set it down and then you'd be stuck looking on that edge and then they'd be another 50 meters <clears throat> where you need to actually run out of the circle or the circumference of the uh the ability mm -hmm. i mean so, i was just doing that earlier it's really so, difficult it, it is you got to pick the right times and like i said if you can if you can play revenant enough to pick the right times to use it and use his totem properly he he's a he could be a very useful legend especially with a little buff to his totem. Yeah, I think some kind of rework needs to happen with his totem because what's that? Um, I'm not sure what his little fireball thing that he got, he shoots out and it like locks people. Silencer. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I think him. Be, oh, yeah, I think great. everything but his totem is 
right there where it needs to be. Like his silencer, maybe the the smoke, the radius of it could be a little bit larger, but maybe that's overkill on you know trying to fix things. I right. think if if his totem can be fixed to fix in a, in a way of again either increasing the radius uh, re removing the radius if there's a timer you know th th those are things that are going to make revenant the next apex legend when it comes to ranked play i agree i agree once people figure him out and there is a little buff added he's i guarantee he starts being used more yeah and if you can if respawn can create a map where the uh, third parties are actually lessened i think he will be a greater buff even then well do you like, think that in the map help in the game of apex that like third partings never like it's gonna you're gonna be able to avoid i mean like in reality like that's just part of apex and you know you hear shots you swarm I mean, I does. I don't think that's gonna be a map thing, right? I mean, that's what their problem was with Kings Canyon. That's why they created this map to create or to lessen third parties, which I don't think they did at all. Well, that's what but, I'm trying to say. That's just the way the game. That's the way people play the meta of Apex in general. You know, I mean, we do it. I I agree. We push heavy. We hear shots. We head yeah. on in. You smell shit. I, but <laughs> you get on it. We want in it. <laughs> So let, let's switch video games up. Let's go into COD. COD. So, yeah, we, we've played COD. Uh, it took me three days to download the damn game. That was my start. <laughs> Stupid. What, what did you think? What were your first thoughts, Chuck? So, uh, I liked it. I like it a lot. I like the concept. I like how it feels like COD. I'm a COD player. I, I like it. it. It's it definitely brings out the COD rage in me. I had to rage quit today because it it had that effect on me. So it felt like COD, just at the battle royale style, and the one v one in the gulag is just unbelievable. I love it. Yeah, I love I, that aspect. If I clutch up a, a clutch up a one v one, I usually come out of the gulag with half mass. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Half mass. Like you just you're walking out of there with your chest fucking high, like yeah. Mm hmm I just sent you back to the lobby. I'm going back in. I'm playing again. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love the aspect of the gulag and it's just a fighting chance again. Uh but as we were talking earlier, uh the armor plating system. And you have a little problem with it. What what's your problem? Yeah, so I was I realized this. I only was able to play yesterday. We actually postponed recording this yesterday so I could play the game because it took three days to load for what or download for whatever reason, and we pushed it back till today the thirteenth. And what I'm realizing after playing is the the plates you can only carry five, and you got three slots to fill up your full health or full shields, and with five, you can fill. You can only fill yourself up one full time, and then the next time you're missing one. And I think that you need to be able to fill yourself up twice. I think six is a very good number. I think adding that. Now, this is a very minor fix. Like I, I haven't really had a whole lot of complaints. I'm not a Call of Duty player, so it's different for me. But I have to say that Activision made a hell of a game, especially to have the servers. I haven't had the servers crash once, like especially with more people in this battle royale than any of the others. And 150? Yeah. Just crazy. Which and again, I'm I, I am I am thoroughly impressed. I'm thoroughly impressed by the game. And again, I'm not it, this means a lot because I'm not a Call of Duty player. As many of you know, I will I sh I shit on Call of Duty games because I don't like them. I just never, I haven't really played them since Modern Warfare 2, even Black Ops maybe a little bit. This one, this Battle Royale is really good, and you will find me playing it. It is good. It is good. And you get 
ripped quick. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I like, but I don't like at the same time. Because I got ripped today. That's what made me rage quit. But it, it, it is really a great game. Like, it's smooth. I haven't really had any problems with it. It's cross-plat, so you're playing everybody. Yeah, I like the cross-platform part of it. And it's free. Mm-hmm. So the battle pass is free. You can go play it right now as long as you have a way to play it. So that's freaking awesome. Uh, I love how they incorporated multiplayer factors into being able to get those classes and custom classes in the game itself. So what's Warzone. your custom class, Chuck? Tell us tell us why you're so cracked in, in Call of Duty and what <laughs> we need to do to be cracked like you. So... So I think we either lost Chuck, he got the coronavirus, or probably his mic just cut out. So we're gonna, we're oh here we are here. Hello. <laughs> oh, he's back. That's wild. Anyways, uh, COD, it's crazy how like it's just it has the feel of COD to it. Yeah. And how you can get your custom classes and have that feeling of COD. So my favorite class that I've been running probably 85% of the time is the AX-50, the sniper, and an AR. I haven't found which AR I want to use yet. I've been going between the M4 and the new one in the Battle Pass. Is that like the M13? Uh, no, the M4. Uh, not the M13. It's a different AR. The M, the one that everybody used to that was cracked in the beginning, is OP's. oh the Kilo. No, the oh. M4 body. No, I know what the M4 is, but what's the other one you're talking about? Uh, it's new in the battle pass. It's the Stu S T E U. Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. The new one that yep. yeah I've been trying that one out, seeing how that one's rocking with it. And I've I've liked it so far. It it's, it hits harder, so that's why I like it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the harder the gun hits in Warzone, the better it is. Unless you're up close, then subbies are <laughs> just great. I'm all about the subbies, man. Like you can mess some people up if you have a subby and you're in close quarters. Mm-hmm. I I think another thing that I again I'm I'm very very happy with this game. In, in in the quality of it is the guns are very well like rounded like you're not gonna like if you're far away you're gonna hit someone with an AR but unless you hit every single shot and you got like some nutty cracked aim like unless you have a sniper you're not gonna kill that guy and in, if you're a medium distance your AR is gonna be best because then once you shorten that gap Subbies are going to overpower the AR every single time. Whereas if you're even closer, you got a shotgun that's going to overpower every, all that at that. Cl- like the guns themselves fit with what the guns are actually supposed to be used in. Supposed to be like, yeah. And it's yeah, and I'm like, I'm I'm very very impressed by just the whole battle royale so far. I mean, I just am. I mean, I think it's been absolutely wonderful. Me too. And one of the scariest things I've encountered so far is like you're running on a hill and then you just peer around and you just see the glare of three sniper scopes on a roof at (laughs) you. And you're just like, crap. Uh And then somehow they start shooting at you. You turn to the left, you see three more sniper scopes that way. You turn back to run the way you came and there's a team pushing that. Like stuff gets wild. Yeah, when towards you start the very end. Sniper scopes. How many dubs do you have now, Chuck? I only have one. Only one. I, well, that's better than none. One. Like me. It is better than none. Yeah, unfortunately, I only a have one. goose egg. It's hard. It is, and I think once you find, it's definitely a team-oriented game. It's hard to one v three a squad in that. Mm-hmm. Very hard. Uh. And. 
it's just it's very hard Mm -hmm. one one thing that i would like to note that i have also noticed is the vertical play in games or in this game yes because like if you think like look at apex like sure height advantage is always going to give you an advantage in any kind of first person shooter any kind of shooter game it doesn't matter it's always going to give you that better edge but like in apex it's manageable to not have high ground for the most part it's manageable this game i don't really like i have i'm not going to say it's manageable like apex but it seems like having high ground or having that height advantage is is pretty key oh it's it's yeah like you'll be sniping on a tall building and then there's a two-story taller building right to your right and then they have high ground and they're shooting down on you Mm -hmm. and then you can't do anything about it because that team got high ground but you were the original team with high ground sniping down and just doinking kills and downs so height is ultimately what you want especially in this game especially with how many people are using sniper rifles yeah i think i think the sniping in this uh, battle royale is superior to all the other battle royales like uh it's just like fortnite I, I don't know fortnite's a whole it's just like not comparable between the two in my opinion like it, they're just they're battle royales of course i don't think they're comparable so i'm not going to make that comparison what i do think it's comparable to is PUBG, and this is literally going to bury PUBG. If PUBG is even a thing still, which it kind of is, this is literally putting PUBG six feet beneath the ground. Sorry. I think PUBG should be six feet beneath the ground like yesterday. <laughs> that game is. But I, I agree. This is, this is something that I think PUBG wanted theirs to feel like. Because mm-hmm. this is a smooth running game, and it's it's very realistic when it comes to the guns, how quick you actually get knocked, and the it's just and the health system going back to the armor plates only having five. You get yeah. sniped once running across the field trying to make another circle. There goes three of your armor plates. You mm-hmm. got to put three on. Now you're only down to two, and you're still running away from the sniper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they. I I think that's the difference between having a game developer that's been producing video games for console players overall then what is it like blue hole i think or something like that that made PUBG like they're made they were made they're they're a pc game developer and activision and treyarch who've done the call of duty games they're making them for for console you know that's the difference and not to say that the thing not to say that like since they're made for console, well, it's going to be better for console players and not good for PC, where on PUBG, it's PC over console. It just simply comes to the point where if you can make it for PC, for a console, it's going to be good on PC. If it's going to be good on PC, it may not be good on console because console has its limitations. You know what I mean? Right. But, but even on PC, I think people would prefer COD over the PUBG. Probably. Probably. Just be... Because it, it, I even on PC, I think it runs smoother than PUBG on PC. I think the gunplay and the weapon system and the looting system is much better on mm-hmm. this war zone than it is on PUBG. Mm-hmm. I am like, curious. The looting system is so simple. So well, simple. It's so nice. So I am curious to to why they decided to do like the battlefield where everything flops on the ground. Now I haven't had any issues ish. Like some things are a little tricky to pick up. Um but like with the that was an absolute failure by EA in Battlefield One and their looting system. Now I enjoyed Firestorm. Not to the extent that I wanted to, but I enjoyed it. But its looting system was piss poor. To least it, like say it the least. I don't even remember that looting system. I didn't even play that battle royale. So whenever you killed someone, it flopped everything on the ground. There was no loot box, and you couldn't pick up anything. Like you couldn't really like if it was in a in some tall grass, you couldn't see anything. Like you didn't know it was on the ground. Like you couldn't actually get something if something laid over something else. Like 
kind of similar issues. I remember we were playing yesterday and we were what were we? We were at a loot box or something, or we were at um one of the drops switching our loadouts, and you wanted to pick one of the guns up off the ground, and it kept going to the loot to the to the loadout screen. So at like like there's that was like probably the major issue that I had last night, which is not even a major issue in reality, because I had the same thing happen to me. Yeah, and that's just gonna happen with video games too. Yeah, because we all do stuff on video games that we want to do, but it just doesn't happen on the yeah. actual video game. And then we scream at our televisions like, why can't you climb that wall? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it happens. But this game is just, it has a different feeling to it than the other Battle Royales did to me. What would you say that is? I, I think it's because it's your life in this game, I feel, with how low your life is and how quickly you die is it's just different because in snipers i don't think uh armor protects your head in cod so if you get hit in the head you get hit in the head your armor plates don't prevent any damage so hmm. if you just get hit in the head you're knocked and you can't do that again on apex where Unless you have the Kraber, but even with the Gibraltar, who's fully kitted with the gold shield on and takes defiance, you can't one-shot him with the Kraber. Like, True. I just And if you get shot with an AR twice in the head or three times in the head in this game, you're, you're just done. You're, you're sent to the gulag. So you really have to play your life. And that's why you see a lot of people camping in these buildings trying to get their high grounds because they got to... Their health is just so minimal. So they're picking up snipers and they're just chipping away. Yeah, I know that snipers have been a pretty big thing. And I know like when we were running, I picked my loadout. I'm running overkill and I'm running the sniper. I think it was the HDR. And then I think it was a scar I have in my loadout right now. But like, you know, when you're not at the end game, I think sniper is a absolute key component. It's simply a must-have, I think, for the most part. Because there's not a lot of floating around, like, pushing and third-partying kills because the map's so large, you know, it just Snipers isn't... Snipers are your third-party yeah. weapon. Yeah, you're sim yeah, you're just simply not, like, pushing on people. I'm, I'm curious to know what the max kill so far is. Like, what's the max kill someone's had? I I would say so maybe, like... squad. What? For one person or as a squad? Both. Okay, Both. so for one person, how, how what do you think the highest is? I would say somewhere in the 20s, maybe 30. I'd say 32. Somewhere in the 30s for one. Which as, would be insanity. I don't think, like, it, it's hard to, like, off the rip, you have your people that you land with. But that mid-game, not that it's slow, because it's not like Fortnite was originally where it was, like, slow in the mid game and then you're at end game it's just slower and so you you, you see less people at that point because mm -hmm. there's even people going to the gulag or flying in and different things like that like there's different things going on that doesn't make that mid game boring essentially and the people are flying in from gulag and they don't have anything so yeah. they aren't pushing on people yep and you those are the people you push it's just the game itself is just, it's very well done. Mm -hmm. It really is. Kudos to COD. Yeah. Kudos to COD. Yeah, kudos to them. They did a wonderful job. Now, Chuck, let's let's say this. If there had to be one thing, you are put on the stand and you needed to fix COD for everybody in the world, what would be the one thing that you fix to make Warzone better? Oh, boy. Okay. I Like we were talking about earlier, the the kill streaks on COD need mm. to be buffed. Yeah, buffed. So the UAV I think is fine how it is. I think the UAV is perfect. I think every everybody needs to carry one if they can. Mm. But the air strikes like we were talking about, that it's just they don't do enough damage in such a small area, and I think they give too much time for the other team to run away. 
Yeah. And I, so, I, I would, yeah. I'm sorry. I'd like to make the note to those listening. Um, when we say we talked about it earlier, I called Chuck cause I got out of work earlier today and I called him to say, Hey, like what time you want to do this? And then we ended up basically having the whole podcast on the phone on my way home from work. So when we say we're referring to earlier, we're referring to what we've already discussed as the podcast, basically. Um, Cause I keep, I keep saying the same thing. I, I you said, well, f- we, we haven't talked about it in the podcast yet. We haven't talked about the kill streaks yet. And you said, right. well, from earlier, but right. that's what I wanted to explain to people. Like, don't, don't feel like you missed anything. <laughs> Fair point. Um, we, we talk outside of this. Don't, oh yeah. Don't you worry people. If it's not for the podcast, Chuck and I are playing Xbox together. Yeah. 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 But going back to this game and switching the kill streaks, like you mentioned, bringing back like the carpet bomb or the the stealth bombers from yes, MW two, yes, which I think would be gr- a, a great put in instead of the precision airstrike that they have now. I think the radius would be bigger, and I think it would do more damage. Like I, it it should. I agree. Or either mimic the precision airstrike to the carpet bomb you know like it just needs to be like we were we were again we were discussing earlier we were saying that you know it's it's just too small it's i mean it's not that it's delayed i think it does when you call it in it does show up at a decent time you know it's not like super delayed you know what i mean like it has that little delay from you know getting called in like it would be realistically i think that they have the timing right i just think that there's it's just not big enough like I've called it in directly on snipers on the top of a building three or four times now and not even gotten a hit marker because, and they're sitting on the building still. So either something's going on with it where I'm either using it improperly, not calling it in in the right spots, but I'm feeling like it's just not strong enough. Right. You're supposed to buy it for a reason. Mm-hmm. Don't make us feel like we're wasting that three thousand dollars or whatever it is in game to buy that when I could have bought a self res. Well, that, I mean that's or, what I'm going for self res and a UAV from here on out. Right. So I, I don't even want to touch the precision airstrikes. I think mm-hmm. a UAV is going to be much more uh, useful than the precision airstrike at this point in time. I agree. I agree. So, f- talking about these kill streaks, I guess you could call them. Are, are they called kill streaks still, or uh, what are they multiplayer. called? Multiplayer. I don't know what they're gonna what they're called in this. Either way, kill streaks. Yins will know what I'm talking about. But can you give us a situation or strategy that has worked well for you by using one of these? So, what comes to my mind is the UAV when we were playing yesterday. Can you can you tell us a little bit about? That situation and like a strategy for using UAVs possibly or something else? So a great time to use a UAV is when you're trying to make a push away from the gas into the next safe zone. Because then you can know routes to take if you're trying to avoid people. Or if you know there is no avoidable route, should we take this route to run into this squad? Should we take this route to run into this squad? So when you have to push into another zone using a UAV is very helpful for that push but for an attacking standpoint uh a great time to use a uav is with somebody else using a heartbeat sensor and the snapshot grenades if you can use a uav because you want to push you find where the people are then you push up on them with your heartbeat sensor you can find exactly where they are in location to you and then you can throw your snapshot grenades which takes a picture of where they're actually at in whatever room so then you can just have a very strong advantage when you push so you just have all this intel basically right you just know where they're at like you can just find them Mm -hmm. you're hunting them down so i i gotta say the one thing that i think is interesting that they added were the um like the missions i I do like those the yeah the i can't even they're called they're missions, right? Yeah, where you can, it's you can go get crates for money. Mm-hmm. Go. I don't like the bounty, dude. I, I, I there's 150 people, and I played three games in a row, and I had the bounty on my head off the start. 
three games in a row. Like, there's 150 <laughs> people. That's 300, 450 people in three games, and I got it three games in a row from a team. You know, like, come on. No. <laughs> right. I mean, they're just landing, picking it up, and that's you're just the closest. Mm-hmm. And Is that how that works? Gone. You just happen to be the, the closest person? or It's in relativity to the closeness. It's not going to mm-hmm. give you somebody way across the map. I think it gives you the closest squad to you. Mm, gotcha. I wasn't sure how that worked. So I think you just happen to be the closest to whoever gets that or picks up that challenge on the ground. So with the bounty, can they see the squad or is it just... So say the bounty's set on my head. Can they see where your guys is at as well? Say we separate off and it just... I go the one it's, way and you guys go the other way. So it, it just shows you. Okay. So that yellow marker that you see, like if you have a bounty out on somebody, mm-hmm. it pulls up that yellow marker on your radar. And that's just the guy with the bounty. Now, again, once you get close enough and people start shooting, they appear on your radar anyways. So pretty good chances are whoever's in that yellow circle it is the whole squad. Mm-hmm. So to to escape one of those, you just can have somebody hunker down in the house and have a couple people outside the houses so they don't know where the whole squad's at, just the one, and then mm-hmm. you can have cover fire from other buildings. Or you just run like the Dickens and get away from there. Run like the Dickens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those have been the two <laughs> best options I've found so far. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, Chuck... I think I think we've covered a lot about Call of Duty. To, to, to kind of wrap up the Call of Duty, I'm gonna let's leave it at this. On a scale of one to ten, what what rating do you give Call of Duty? And then how much do you think you're gonna play this? Eight and a half. And I feel like I am going to play it quite often as long as I have friends. I will. I don't solo queue in games very often. But if I have friends online that are playing, I I feel like I'm going to play quite often. So let me ask you this. Is it a game that you think you could solo queue in? So, like, I I mean, obviously, we always play together. But I don't... If I had to... If I do solo queue in games, I, like, I'm not... I I only solo queue in Apex and Siege. So, like, I'm not... I don't play any other games because I don't like solo queuing. I don't like solo queuing either unless it's multiplayer and COD. And I can't solo queue in a Battle Royale. You won't you won't play the battle royale solo queue, right? That's why I only have like fifty games of solo in Fortnite, and I've played a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, we played a lot of Fortnite, <laughs> but none of it is due to me playing solos. Mm-hmm. So as long as I have somebody on, I have, I'll be playing this unless I'm rage quitting like I did today. Yeah. Do you think that this is gonna be the next? Like, do you think that the next? Like, do you think this is going to be a substantial battle royale going into the future over Apex, Fortnite, obviously PUBG, and any others that are out there that are minimal? Um, it's possibly. I don't think it's going to have the competitive aspect that Fortnite did. Mm-hmm. But for a general battle royale, yes, I think it's going to be right up there. Yeah, I think this this is gonna. I don't. I I would not want to see a competitive side of things with this game. Me either. I There's, think it would ruin it, just the, like it did with Fortnite. Yeah, I don't think that the skill gap is there, where you're playing people that are just absolutely correct, and then other people are trash in a lobby. Like you're getting pretty. I mean, for the most for the most part, people that have played people that play Call of Duty have played Call of Duty, and it's very simple to play for the most part. Right. And so, like, again. There's not really that skill gap between players that is so large that, you know, you need to have that matchmaking or whatnot. Right. So, what what would you rate this game after playing it? I'd have to say probably in an eight, eight and a half. I'd go right with you on the on the numerical value, and I think that I'm gonna end up playing this game quite a bit. I like I said, I thoroughly enjoy it. I think that I want to dive in deeper. There's actually Easter eggs that have been going on. I've heard about, um, and I, if you, any COD players that know the zombie Easter eggs, when I used to play zombies, because that's what I played during Call of Duty, I loved trying to figure out the Easter eggs and doing the Easter eggs. I thought that it was just like the whole little storyline behind it. 
Um, I thought it was awesome. So I'm kind of curious to see what they come up with that. So I'd like to try those out coming here into the future. Make some uh, YouTube YouTube videos about them, maybe, maybe. Oh, I've also um, come to the conclusion that I am not doing TikTok. Not built like that. Just want to make that clear. That's what I love to hear. Just want to make that clear. That's what I love to hear. So, TikTok is very popular. What what else in the world right now is very? What's going on in the world right now that has everybody talking? Raging? Uh, coronavirus? My thoughts. COVID nineteen. You're the scientist here. You're the scientist here. Let's hear what you have to say about this. All right. So I haven't at first. Um, I think people were, I thought people, I should say, were overreacting. Um, and it hasn't, I don't think it's made it to its full extent yet. Uh, the one thing about coronavirus is it is dangerous. It is dangerous. It's not deadly to the general public. Yet, at least, with the way it is right now. It's very, very infectious. So, you know, if I'm in a general facility with someone that has the coronavirus and I'm talking to them even a couple feet away, um, your chances of getting the COVID-19 or COVID virus is going to be pretty high at that point. And I, I personally haven't really thought a whole lot about it until it started to come to the United States. Now, this is because I've been very, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm American. I'm very self-absorbed because, you know, America, baby, we're the greatest nation in the world. Not a big deal. But once it started getting here and you start hearing about cases, it does become, you know, once it's on your doorstep, it becomes kind of right in front of you. And um, I was talking about a little bit about my job. So I work at a university and there's certain things that are going around in the universities. So they're take all the students are taking online classes now um, for their courses. So they're trying to s separate, keep people from getting into large masses to keep them from the spreading. So one thing that uh, my girlfriend has talked about is this flattening strategy or that they're trying to use with uh, COVID-19 is basically they're trying to eliminate the large masses. So I'm sure many of you've seen, I think damn near every sporting event has been canceled. Um, the NCAA has completely canceled everything for the year. As far as I'm aware of, uh, my brother is a division one athlete, uh, track athlete thrower. And I don't think they have a season anymore. My sister is a division two softball player and she's in Florida right now for a spring training and they're about to come home and pit Monday, my parents are picking her up and taking her home cause they're all online classes. And I don't think they're having a season. Did you hear anything about, uh, Teal baseball? Uh, yeah, there's, Today was their last day. They had a meeting today saying mm -hmm. that their season is canceled or postponed as of right now. Yeah, I, I, that that's crazy. And you you know if Teal Baseball isn't playing, something's going on. Yeah. yeah. You know if Big Joe Shawley doesn't have that team on a field doing something, that something in the world's going on that he's not allowed to. Yeah, and even if he's not allowed to, most of the time he'll still make you or recommend it, highly recommend it. <laughs> It's optional. Yeah, it's optional. <laughs> Even though you have to run for a couple, if you don't come, you still have to run. <laughs> yeah, you love to hear it. Love to hear it. E three baseball, baby. Yeah, but it it is concerning because I mean, um, so the girlfriend and I we went shopping earlier today and at the grocery store, and I can't imagine it's five thirty right now. People are getting home from work on a Friday. Uh, school's been canceled for kids. Uh, closed down for two weeks. Yep, my my brother just came home and said ten business days. Yeah, yeah, and classes right now, basically for the rest of the semester, um, are online until further notice. Um, my work schedule, I'm I'm gonna be working from home a lot more, so it's gonna be affecting me there. Um, hopefully, you know, a lot of people are out of jobs. So my big thing concern with the coronavirus is, you know, for the most part, I'm not worried about. If I am to be infected with the coronavirus, I have pretty high hopes that I'm going to punch it right in the pussy like Donald Trump. We're going to get in a fight. Yeah. We're going to win. Yeah, and I'm going to be able to survive the coronavirus, knock on wood. 
Um, but you know, obviously, is the effect that keeping people at home, keeping people quarantined, keeping people from each other, basically the isolation effect that you know the government saying the CDC people are trying to have the general public do to help no limit the spread of coronavirus because it's a matter of time it is going to spread it's here it's a matter of time um but limiting it as much as possible flattening it with that strategy is kind of what they've been trying to do by limiting these large groups is you know how long is this going to last three or four months down the road um my job a lot of jobs for people require them to be at their job what do companies do you know, what does our economic status stand when, you know, you got a person that has been here for years and years and years, but they're, you can't keep them at home. They have to right. be there to work. Do you pay them? You kind of, they're not doing any work, but at the same time, you feel like you kind of have to, at least a little bit to help. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of NBA players. Yeah, there's a lot of NBA players that have been, you know, draw, sending yeah. funds to yeah. uh, the the like the charitable groups for the staff members that work at the arena that are yep. out of and the jobs Mark because Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks came out and said that he's going to help support mm -hmm. all the fan, like people that are employed by him in this time. So like people are chipping in to help out, but that's with NBA and a guy that's on Shark Tank that spends millions of dollars on other people's companies that might not make it exactly to make his to make more money for himself just to to reflect on it like on me personally too is you know i'm a low man on the totem pole at my job like i'm at the you know i'm, I'm one of the people that if there is a first person to go that's on the paid salary i'm it and i know that everyone knows that i'm okay with that that's not the issue but the issue that i have is um, my job requires me to be in the lab doing research, getting molecular data. The other half of our lab can has years and years of data that can be collected and ran on a computer, and I don't know how to do that. What do I do? Do they keep me for six months, run out of stuff? Two months later, do they keep me? You know? Right. No Mark Cuban's going to be paying my salary at that point. I right. I wish, I hope so, if it came to it. I don't see it being that way. I mean, I completely agree. I completely agree. Not everybody's Mark Cuban or Jeff Bezos or what, whatever millionaire or billionaire we're talking about. Yeah. So, I completely agree. And right now, in the state that this virus is at, how are you feeling about it personally? I'm concerned. Are you? Yes. And again, I'm you're the scientist here. You know more about this than I do. But the thing is, though, is I'm not concerned about the virus itself. I'm concerned about the effects of the virus on society and the economics behind it and the social structure. Because people throughout history, our history as human beings, have been very piss poor decision makers if you look back on history and we're oh, yeah. quite irrational and hmm. to see the extent that this is at now we're younger and so maybe older folks my parents and such they've maybe lived through certain um does natural disasters in a sense so they may have a different insight that just because i'm younger i might be naive that i this is my kind of my right. first as an adult something that's really affecting that could really affect my life like exponentially you know maybe i'm realizing that and maybe i'm becoming a little bit maybe i am overreacting sure but i'm concerned and i'm concerned about the social structure that this is going to impact and i think people in general need to stay the hell away from the news and I think they need to stay the hell off social media regarding it because I've seen some really, 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 really dumb shit posted on social media about uh, COVID-19 and on the news that I don't want to discuss because uh, it 
the news is political and I know we're not trying to talk about po- politics here, but it's just not factual and it doesn't have to do anything with whatever side of government you believe in, whatever side you're going to vote on it has nothing to do with that. The things that they're saying are just not factual. And it's kind of sad that any side of politicians, no matter what they are on would use something that's basically a natural disaster to the extent that it is to try to sway an election coming up here in the future i think that i'm hoping the coronavirus brings people together in the end because i don't think this is the end of the world um knock on wood in my opinion i think this is something that will be solved um eventually but it is going to have some impact on our social structure like i said and i think that if handled properly by people and i think that there's more good in the world than there is evil that the good will outweigh it at in the end of all this and that people in the very end will come together and and realize that it's you know it's something that can happen and it's part of humanity i got real deep there you did (laughs) i totally get where you're coming from man so let's let's end it on this what is your advice to one person to help stop the spread. Like we see the NBA shutting down, the MLB shutting down. That's these big organizations trying to stop the spread. So the actual What's spread of the coronavirus. Yes. So what is your advice to an act to one singular person to help not spread it? Okay, so I give them two things. Wash your hands with soap and water. 20 seconds all it takes. You know, after you scratch your ass, go wash your hands. You know, like, it's first off, this is dirty. And then second off, you got the coronavirus creeping up on you. And two, stay away from the masses. Try to avoid large assemblies right now. Uh, I know, like, they're canceling things as much as possible. Like, the Pittsburgh parade was canceled this weekend. That was going to be a big thing going on. I still know people that are going out. I wouldn't be going out into Pittsburgh to a bar um at all in the next couple months or at least until this is there's more that comes out about this and i feel comfortable i don't feel comfortable going into um any kind of bar in general you know what i mean like areas like that stay away from yep yep limit yourself limit the interaction you have with people and wash your hands coming from fox that's how you stop not an not a doctor or expert by any that's means that's how you stop it right here you heard it here <laughs> you heard it here first from prpl x fox this is um, how we stop the corona <laughs> and and by the way uh, corona the beverage cerveza beverage has been taking a hit because of this um those out there don't be afraid to drink corona because the first off Actually, stop drinking it because it's going to make the prices go down and then I'm going to be able to buy it at a cheaper price. And I love Corona. And it's I drank two last night, so <laughs> I'm not afraid of the Corona. Not afraid at all. Now, did you put lime in them? No, I drink them, I drink them straight oh. and have limes. All right. Th- this is a debate for another time. Yeah, we'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. With that being said, we are going to wrap this all up. Chuck, where can we find you? You can find me at all socials at Huncho Chuck. Come, give me a follow. We'll interact. We'll talk. We'll have a good time. Show my man some love. And um, as you know, my name is Purple X Fox. Um, I figured out how to cure and stop the coronavirus. Uh, you can find me on Twitch. Uh, I stream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays from about 6.30 to 9, 9.30 um, Eastern Standard Time. I'm on YouTube. I'll be putting out videos for Apex um, and then going to be working on new videos here in the future for Apex and Warzone um, because those are the two games that I've been playing a lot of. So uh, very informative. Check them out. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at PRPLXFox as well. Um, I'm active every single day on twitter so you can find me there instagram not so much um i'm not making my tiktok disclaimer because i'm not a tiktoker i'm not built like that and find us in discord uh we'll have the link down in the show notes and um be you know i encourage everyone to uh, join the discord get a part of it if you're looking to be a part of the podcast we have a podcast section for potential ideas and potential guests to come on so be sure to jump in the discord links in the show notes come on through 
And I want to thank everyone for listening this evening and look for next week's episode that will probably discuss more Call of Duty, Apex, and coronavirus. So take care, everyone. And we out!